best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, tis the season. We're back to uh, having some fun interviews, so we're going to forget about you for a second. Guys, we are joined by Angel's ninth round pick from 2022, uh, Tri-City Dust Devil, Joe Stewart. Joe, how you doing? 
I'm good. How are, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for jumping on. We're, we're doing good. Um, how, uh, it's just in, in general, first off, how's the season, man? How to, how did it all go? How's instructs, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, season was good. Got to, uh, you know, got sent out a little bit, you know, probably a week after the draft, uh, you know, the draft finished, sent all of us out to Arizona for a little like mini camp type thing. Um, did that for a few days and then, you know, they, they got, especially the position players, they got a couple of us, of, of us out pretty quick. Um, so yeah, I got sent out to tri cities, played the rest of the season there. And, you know, it was just really fun. Just get to, you know, get acclimated to pro ball. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the same game, but it's a much different game. So, you know, to get out there and play, obviously, you know, it's a shortened season and it's, you know, we haven't really gone into our first full year, but the fact that the angels were able to get a lot of us out there and, you know, get a taste of it going into our first off season is, is super valuable just to kind of know like what it's like, what you need to work on. Um, so yeah, that was great. Season ended. Uh, went, got to go home for a couple weeks, about a week and a half. Um, got a nice little, nice little break, and then sent back to Arizona and started instructs on, I believe, September like twenty fourth or twenty fifth. So, you know, then just did that for a month and got done yesterday. So it was, uh, yeah, it was good. We got to do a lot of cool stuff. Got to uh, get out to Anaheim, see the stadium. Um, you know, it was it's interesting because you you get drafted, you get sent out, um, so you really only know you know, the guys in your draft class and the guys that I was with in Tri-City. So it's fun to get to meet a lot of the different kids in the organization, um, you know, get to see them play, get to do do some work with them. And, um, you know, it was, it was just a fun uh, fun experience to be around the guys. Anyone in particular? Did you face Ben Joyce? I mean, just right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ben, ben didn't throw. Um, That's good. He actually, you know, he was at Instructs, but he, uh, he pretty much just shut it down and was there just lifting and doing stuff like that with us. So, yeah, no, we didn't get any live from Ben. It's, uh, you know, it definitely would be a fun at bat to, to see what it's like. But uh, yeah, no, he was, he was shut down. So that's good. That's, that's good to hear. I don't think anybody wants to really face him in the org. So <laughs> no, especially as a right hander, it's not the most fun at bat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I could assume. No glove side pool. I, I can only imagine. I, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. No. We're pitchers. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, no, no, I don't want to face that. Nothing above 90. Yeah. So appreciate it. Nate. I'm not forgetting about you. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited for this interview. I mean, he, he's even bigger person, like bigger than you could imagine. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're excited. we're excited to talk a little, you know, Michigan, Michigan State action, all that fun stuff. So, Joe, right off the bat, I'm gonna start off with a little rapid fire questions. I hadn't uh, no, nothing too crazy, but just to kind of get you accl- acclimated with all this fun stuff. So, uh, best slash favorite baseball movie of all time. Ooh, um, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of some of the older movies. I'd probably have to go with, with major league. I really like major league. Um, you know, it's a good uh, little mix of comedy and baseball. So I like that one a lot. Sweet. Perfect. Thank you. I mean, you're right in line with us there. Uh, any pregame <laughs> rituals, pregame rituals, pregame superstitions, anything like that? You got to get out at a certain time. Yeah, no, no, I'm not really a super, uh, you know, super big superstition guy. Um, I, you know, just for me, it's more just getting out there, you know, the routine changed for sure. Once you get to pro ball, just it was a different routine, but yeah, I just like to make sure I get to, you know, get a good stretch on my own um, and, and kind of loosen up my body, you know, before I actually get out into the field. So that's just, you know, doing stuff and like to roll out, you know, stretch out the hamstrings, stuff like that. So no big, like really big superstitions, which is probably not a very fun answer, but that's just, you know, it's just kind of how I am. 
No, no. Some guys are, some guys are like that. So it's not, it's what it is. So um, Rawlings, Wilson, or you, you use something else? Uh, I <laughs> kind of all of them right now um, in college, I've used all of them. I used Marucci, Rawlings, Wilson last year had Wilson um, got a, um, I actually have a Wilson and a Rawlings right now that I'm breaking in. So I'm right now to be determined. We'll see, see which one I like more. So <laughs> Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, what kind of bat you use? Kind of the same thing. Same? Um, I currently, yeah, I, I, I've at instructs, I swung a Chandler that I really liked. Um, but I, you know, I have some Victus bats I've been swinging. It's interesting. You don't, there's a lot of things you don't think of when you get sent out to pro ball and like the, the different kind of woods and stuff. I definitely, I feel like I would get summer ball in college and I would kind of just use whatever they had, but you know, it really is a, it, it's a different, um, each bat is a different feel. Um, you know, the woods are a different feel. So there's definitely bats that are more suited for certain guys. So that's kind of been fun too. I think I've swung old Hickory, Victus, Chandler, and Louisville slugger all in my short little stint in pro ball. And so it's been good. I think right now I like the Chandlers and Victus the most, um, um, old Hickory is great too. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I gotta, I gotta swing them a little more. So. Awesome. Love it. Uh, last but not least, uh, favorite flavor seed. Ooh, I, I think I'd go with the dill pickle. I like the dill pickle ones a lot. Perfect. No, I love it. I think I was, uh, what, what I had salt, uh, salted caramel was my favorite. Nate was, a uh, mm. Nate was a barbecue guy. So a little, little different, a little different here from us. So perfect. Appreciate it. Uh, a little rapid fire there for you guys. Um, first question for me, you know, uh, we have a big, big game this weekend. I don't, I don't think we're going to put this podcast out before it comes out. But, of course, Michigan, Michigan State, you actually played at both. Is You grew up a Michigan <laughs> State fan from what I read. Is it, yep. is it tough to, you know, root for somebody at the moment? I mean, you got drafted at, as a Wolverine. Is it tough or is it still yeah. Michigan State? You know, it's, it, it is. It's really tough because I, you know, the everyone wants to know this too. <laughs> everyone wants to know what school I, I root for. There aren't too many Obviously, guys out there that have done this. So I would yeah, and, and and I think baseball wise, at least, you know, I think from you know guys have looked back and tried to do a little research, but I think I might have been the only one. Um, there is actually another guy that from Michigan State that just transferred over to Michigan um, in the in the for this season too. So. Who knows? Maybe I started a trend. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, I don't want to start any beef there. But uh, yeah, for me, I, you know, I graduated from Michigan State. Um, obviously, got to got drafted out of Michigan, so I just have ties to to both schools. Um, grew up a state fan, so I'll always be a Spartan. Um, and you know, definitely didn't expect to go to Michigan. That wasn't really the original plan, but you know, just being there for a short year, it, you know, it already it felt like home so quick, you know, they accepted me so quick on the team and um, it, it really is, you know, you grow up a Michigan state fan and you hate Michigan. Um, but you hate Michigan because, you know, because of how, 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 how great of a place it is. And, you know, it's not a jealousy thing, but it's like, of course, when, when something's at the top and on that pedestal, you know, you obviously want to, you know, want to be there as well. And I'm very lucky that I've gotten to go to both schools and, you know, they're both such good, academic athletic you know they're they're just great campuses um you know it's really lucky that in a, being in a state like michigan you have two major universities like that um so i for me i do i honestly i do root for both um and i hope both teams have success you know it's the the last year i, I know i kind of understand that getting drafted out of a school 
um, that and, and you know winning a Big Ten championship there and stuff. There's definitely a lot of ties with me that you know at Michigan and you know when I when they say on my roster where I'm from, it says University of Michigan and um, you know so that's always you know probably going to be you know where I say I'm from as far as if people ask real quick where'd you go to school, but you know I do I root for both um, when they play. I just kind of keep my mouth shut really. Um, you know, I, I have some of my best friends are from Michigan state and I've met a lot of great people at Michigan too. So, you know, it, it is one of those things where I, I kind of give the answer that a lot of people don't like, I know they want me to pick and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, until you've done it and actually gone to both schools, you're not going to really know what it's like. So, you know, I just kind of, I try and not talk about it as much as possible and just, no, I root for both. And, and you know, people don't really like that. So sorry. I, I it did my, it's fun. I, it's fun <laughs> when they play and it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. You know, it's Michigan's looking really good this year. Um, you know, state struggled a little bit. I think, you know, that, that head coach is, you know, new and he's done a really nice job. So hopefully they gets things back on track. Uh, but it's nice to to be able to root for a team like right now, like Michigan, that's, you know, really rolling. So, yeah, absolutely. I, sorry. I did my research. I had to ask that. I had to ask a tough question um, before I get to Nate. No, it's all good. Did you, did you like playing it uh, at one of the uh, fields rather than another one or hitting at one of the fields uh, rather than one of the other ones? Yeah. You get I, mean, harder on him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's not, I, I like both. Um, for a left-handed hitter or right-handed hitter, left field at Michigan is a little, is much shorter, uh, taller wall, so you got to hit it high. But for whatever reason, so like that, you would think that'd be the the easy answer. For whatever reason, the way the field's built, the wind is always blowing in there, so it does play a little bit bigger than the park actually is. Um, I didn't feel like either of them really. I, I would probably say Michigan because of the turf. The turf was nice. Um, you know, it, you definitely there's more hits on the turf. I felt like you, some balls on the ground that you know, get, don't get through on get grass, maybe kind of skip off that turf. So I think, I think turf in general is probably more of a hitter's park. So probably Michigan. Definitely. Yep. Nate, what do you got? Yeah. So we've mentioned this transfer a lot. We, we just kind of want to go through the transfer process. I know you went transfer portal and all that. So what, what was that like? What made the decision Michigan and, and, and just kind of talk us through the process of what it was like to, to transfer after your senior year. I know COVID probably gave you an extra year. So yeah, boy, I mean, it's, I guess how much time do we have? Um, yeah, this is uh, it is kind of a wild story. I, uh, I, I the way my career went um, at Michigan State, and I think part of the reason why it was so easy for me to just feel so like get so into like Michigan and being a Wolverine is just my experience at Michigan was so positive the whole time. Um, Coach Backich was unbelievable you know, couldn't have asked for a better coach. And so it, it made me, you know, grow really fond of Michigan really quick and Michigan state definitely, you know, that was home growing up. That's where we went to, um, you know, I went to football games growing up, had season tickets. That was, that was the dream school to get to play there. Um, and I think, you know, everything about Michigan state outside of the baseball, um, not, not saying the baseball experience was bad. It wasn't at all, but, um, you know, friends, all the people I met, the experience of going to football games was was so awesome. And, you know, I loved, uh, you know, get, getting the degree from there was great and all that. But, you know, my baseball, um, you know, time there was was definitely difficult at times. Um, you know, I didn't play much, uh, especially early on. So, 
you know, it's, it was more of a mental grind at Michigan state, um, the baseball side of things for sure. Cause you come in as a freshman, you're all excited. Like this is the dream. Um, and I, you know, I, you know, not to say I'd made it, but like, you know, that's where I wanted to go. And I, and I got the opportunity to go there. So I walked on, I kind of was a late bloomer and, uh, little bit of a late bloomer in high school walked on there got the opportunity as like a preferred walk on and turned down some other options with you know where I was going to get some money but uh you know I I felt like I was capable of playing in the power five and I I knew I wanted to do that I wanted to play at the highest level so that was you know when I got the opportunity to do it I committed there quick um but yeah like I said I didn't play much early on um redshirted my first year knew I needed to develop a little bit um you know, had some success a little bit in, in summer leagues and stuff like that. But, and you know, played Plato okay in the fall as well. And kind of was it stuck in that situation where um, I changed positions my freshman year. I went in as an outfielder. They kind of slid me over to first base um, for whatever reason, just never really got super comfortable there. Um, played some first for two years, bounced back to the outfield. Um, just kind of, it was one of those things, never really found a position defensively that, you know, they felt comfortable with me being on the field every day. Um, so what it came down to really is a lot of, I was probably looking at like a DH maybe role um, or, you know, pinch hit was kind of where I was. And, you know, those, those, those roles can be tough, especially when you're not getting a lot of consistent at bats. So, um, you know, the season would come and, you know, I work hard, you know, approach the season ready to go. And, you know, sometimes the opportunities weren't exactly there. So, so I think mentally for me, that was really tough for a while. Um, you know, felt like I was putting in a lot of work, um, felt like I was, you know, capable, but understood, you know, there were some guys in front of me and there was maybe some opportunities that I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't getting. So, um, actually kind of decided to, you know, I, I think at, at every point, you know, there's a point in somebody's career, you got to understand like, you know, your baseball career is going to end. Um, most people, it ends pretty early, um, much earlier than where I'm at currently. And, and that's, you know, that's totally okay. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's kind of where I was. I, I knew I loved playing. Um, you know, I played every summer because I knew I needed to get at bats. And I, you know, I finally got to a point where I was like, okay, like I got to start planning here because, you know, my, my, my time here is going to be up. And if I don't, if I'm not ready to move on after, like, I'm going to get stuck and I'm going to go home, not have a job for a year. And, you know, it kind of just, you know, I knew I needed to start, you know, looking. So I started kind of working on like the professional side of things. I started doing all the interviews. I started going to career fairs. I started <laughs> building my resume, um, doing internships. I think I did maybe three internships. I did one in the fall. So I was doing school, fall ball, also interning part-time. Um, that was a busy time. And then I got an internship that summer full-time and started working. And then I came back to school my, my last year after COVID and uh, just kind of with a different mentality. It was just, I'm going to have fun this year. Um, always felt like I was capable, but you know, if you're not getting the opportunities and you know, if you're not seeing the result on the field and at that time I wasn't, um, you know, I, I, I was just going to enjoy it. I, I got at the end of the day, I had a great experience getting to play at Michigan state. You know, that's a lot of kids would dream to play there. And, you know, I, I understood that 
that school had given me so much as far as a, an education, a, a great group of friends. And that's kind of what I saw it as at that point in my career. And I was going to go out that season and just have fun and literally just try to help the team win in any way they needed me to do it. And, and you know, that's kind of how I always was. So whether it was, I think at one point in the fall, I, t- I told our pitching coach, I'll pitch. I was like, you know, if you need it, like if we don't have enough arms, I'll pitch. And he was like, no, nah, I think we'll, we'll keep your, your bat uh, available. <laughs> so um, but yeah, I, I accepted a job over winter break. Um, so I was just went into that second semester, very stress-free. I didn't just had to finish up a couple more classes till graduation. Um, went that first weekend and first weekend of my last year kind of, you know, DH'd a little bit, a couple, couple of the games, had, got a couple hits, uh, was going okay. And then I got an opportunity to play center field. My, the second weekend, a kid was, the starting center fielder was kind of banged up. Uh, he was dealing with a shoulder injury where he needed surgery, but he was kind of trying to play through it. So he ended up having to come out of a game. Um, I was hitting pretty well, and I ended up bouncing out there um, like the fourth or fifth game of the year. Um, you know, had a had a good game. Played the next day, got another start, and or got my first start of the in the in the field um, in center had another good game. And then I think by the fifth or sixth game of the year, I was hitting third and playing center field. And like the rest was history. Um, it kind of got red hot for a while. And then, you know, the, the confidence started to build where it was like, okay, you know, I, I thought I could do this. I didn't know for a while, but I, I was starting to see like, okay, I can, like, this is, this is real. I can actually play at this level. Um, and, you know, some people it happens late and for me, that's what happened. So you know, I got got the opportunity and ran with it. Um, went through a skid in the middle of the season, slowed down because you know I go from a guy that nobody knows who he is because I hadn't played much for four years. Um, now I'm the focal point of our offense, where I was you know hitting hitting in the middle of the order um, and having a lot of success. So you know I started getting pitched differently, had to adjust, um, and then you know I, I happened to have some success against Michigan that year. Um, so then I, I, towards the end of the season, I started to get a little bit of interest professionally. And that's when it kind of hit me like, okay, like I, this is, you know, I can do this um, potentially, um, you know, at the next level. And I, I still think I lacked a lot of confidence. I think I was just kind of having some success, but, you know, maybe I, at that time, I didn't believe it. Um, it's cool to get the interest. And so the season ends and I, um, at this point, playing another year was so far off my radar. Um, you know, it wasn't even a thought in my head. I, I was like, I have to move on. Like I can't stay in college forever. Um, I had already accepted the job. Um, you know, that was going to be a good position. And I went, um, I, because I had gotten a little bit of interest. I wasn't, I didn't have an agent or anything. So I, I asked a buddy on my team, his dad had some experience scouting and stuff like that professionally. So I kind of went to him for some advice and said like, Hey, wh- what should I do? Like, I haven't really heard a ton about pro ball, but some, some guy just called me and asked like, if he's interested, if I'm interested and they're thinking about taking me like in the later rounds or maybe signing me undrafted. And I was like, I, I was just kind of a lot. I didn't really, I wasn't sure what to do. So for me, because I was kind of a, such an interesting situation at that time where hadn't played a ton for a few years and then kind of went out and was doing some things on the field as far as like I was playing center field, I was hitting for a little bit of power, um, you know, and I, um, some of those things that, you know, some scouts maybe like, and uh, 
but I don't think they knew how to assess me because it's like, what, why was he not playing a little bit earlier or, you know, what is, you know, did he just get hot and that was it? You know, the, the, the track, there was just not enough um, at bats there really. So I decided to play summer ball and, you know, I'm a fifth year senior going to the Northwoods to play summer ball. Like it's not a very common thing that happens, but you know, I wanted to, I didn't start work till August. So I was like, let's give it a shot. Like this is playing professionally has always been my dream. So might as well see if, if that was an option and I go out and play and, you know, the, the kids I was playing with, we, we happen to have a decent amount of like power five guys in that team. And they kind of got word that I had that extra year of eligibility. I'm not really sure how, cause I didn't really talk about it much, but you know, then everyone started to try and like pitch me to come to their school. They're like, Hey, like you'll come in, you'll start, like we need you, like kind of that thing. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, wait, you know, if I'm not going to use baseball to, to play professionally, maybe I'll use it to at least like, I never had a scholarship in Michigan state. So I was like, maybe I'll use it to get a, get a, uh, a master's degree and get it paid for. Um, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll look into it. So I talked to my parents and they're like, yeah, go for it. Let's see. Um, I was probably 50, 50 at this point, whether I was going to play. Uh, I called my coach from Michigan state kind of just explained, Hey, um, you know, I, I decided, I think I want to get in the portal. Um, I don't obviously don't have scholarship here. Like financially, I can't really, um, afford to pay for grad school, um, without a scholarship. So, you know, he was really nice about it and said, yeah, I can help you in any way. Gave me the guy I needed to reach out to, to get into the portal. So jumped in the portal and with not a lot of expectations and with how crazy the transfer portal is, um, you know, it went a little differently than I expected. My phone started kind of blowing up. Um, you know, as it happens in the portal, like when you first get in, everyone sees your name and also a bunch of schools start reaching out. So, you know, I was getting more interest than I expected to get. And I would happen to be at that time playing with a kid from Michigan. And, uh, he, um, immediately calls back itch. Hey, Joe Stewart just got in the portal. I'm not sure what you're thinking as far as the outfield goes next year, but, um, you know, he's getting a lot of interest. If I were you, I would jump on it. Um, so I get a text maybe 10 minutes later from back itch, um, starts you know we start talking briefly over text he says hey we need to he, he was texting me like as if i had already committed <laughs> he, he, he's like he's <laughs> that's like that's hey. fantastic he's like we need to hop on the phone right now um you know we need to get on the phone because if we're going to get you into grad school we got to get this done and i'm like wait what do we need to get done like this isn't i mean <laughs> yes. you haven't even offered me yet <laughs> um so you know the we're on a bus ride to Kenosha, Wisconsin. It was like my last game or two in the Northwoods. I just did like a temp contract. Um, so I think I got officially in the portal that morning. I get off the bus. I call Coach Backage. We start talking. And, you know, he's a really high-energy guy. And he's like, you were a Spartan your whole life, but you're going to come to Michigan. You're going to be a Wolverine. Like, I need to hear you say go blue on the phone. And, like, you know, all this. And he's fired up. You know, he, he makes an offer. Um and, you know, really what it was is I knew Michigan probably when I entered the portal, I was like, that was maybe going to be a spot I was interested in because it, it kind of had what I wanted. Good, good athletic program, really good academics. Um, you know, so I figured if baseball doesn't work out, I'm going to get that really good degree as well. So, um, you know, they, he calls and says all that. And the thing really that did it was he said, you know, and, and then no, none of this is a bash on Michigan state either. He was like, you know, I, 
I've known who you were because I, I played with a lot of those kids for a while um, growing up. So I know a lot of kids at Michigan really well. And he was like, I've known who you are for a while. You're a Michigan kid. Um, you know, I, I kind of always felt, you know, I was always curious why there wasn't more usage maybe um, early on in your career. And then when we saw you play this year against us, um, you know, it kind of made me even more confused as, as far as why, you know, you weren't getting more opportunities early. And he said, I don't think that you realize how good you can be. Um, and I don't think that you're even anywhere near your potential on the baseball field. And we're going to help you get there. And, I, and once he said that, I was like, it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, okay, like, you know, I, that's kind of always what I've thought of myself. I felt like I felt like, and even now still, you know, I still feel like there's a lot more in there. And that's kind of how I felt a lot in my undergrad experience. Like I felt like I just, there was this different level that I hadn't gone to yet that I could. And he basically ex said, this is what we're going to do with you. This is how we're going to do it. And I think that you're, he said, um, you're going to play professional baseball and, you know, we're going to help you do that here. And, and that was kind of the first time someone said to me that they saw me as a pro prospect. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm in, where do I sign basically? So I committed to Michigan within like five hours of being in the portal. Um, any other schools, I was kind of just like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Michigan. Like it's, it's a done deal. Um, so that was kind of how it happened. And, the, the, the great thing about Coach Backich is, you know, he, he's a very high-energy guy. He's a, he's a good talker. He's a good recruiter. But the moment I stepped foot on campus, he never really wavered from that first conversation. Um, he always stuck to exactly what he said to me as far as um, you're going to play professional baseball, like you're a dude, like all this kind of stuff. And it just – it gave me that bit of confidence that I, that I lacked. And – it, it, you know, when you start to hear someone say over and over something about you, whether it's true or not, you start to believe it yourself. And I think once I started to believe that I was good enough to play professionally, then it was like no doubt in my mind that I could do it. And I knew that, you know, the, the cards were kind of stacked against me with my age and I knew it was going to be really tough. And, you know, a lot of people said that I couldn't get drafted or, you know, all this, all these kind of things. I wasn't going to sign. I, it was too old. I wasn't going to get drafted. I was too old for a team to pick me. Um, but, you know, coach, coach Backage made me believe that that was possible and, and it ended up being possible. So, you know, he, he, I definitely have a lot to credit to, you know, this past year to him um, just the way he, he gave me an opportunity when I stepped foot on campus, not didn't give me a starting role. I still had to earn it, but, you know, he gave me that, that confidence that I needed to believe that I was good enough. And, uh, you know, that, that really kind of took my game to a different level. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I, Nate, I know you had the question about, I know you have the Bible. I, I did. I, I I I, we're, we're, like, we're running out of time. I want, I want to get, I want to get, I want to talk about draft day. Um, speaking of that, you played at Michigan state. You played with Mason Erla too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. It was great. I got to, got to rekindle <laughs> with Mason at instructs too. I haven't seen him awesome. in a few years. So it was awesome to, uh, to see him and hang out with him a little bit there. That, that just processed for me. Like as we were talking, I was like, Oh yeah, me, me and Mason were the, we're, guy. we were the, we were the same class at Michigan state. So yeah. I know Mason very well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, I mean, obviously both of you guys drafted, uh, you were drafted as a Michigan Wolverine, um, yep. <laughs> ninth round. What was that day like, man? Yeah, it was awesome. It's, you know, it's really weird. The, the MLB draft is, I feel like so much different than other drafts. Um, you know, I knew the angels were a team that were really interested um, and for me, I, I, I just, at the end of the day, I, you know, I knew there was teams interested and, you know, the age thing was obviously a factor, 
uh, it just felt like from the start, the angels were the team that was the most interested in me. And I wanted, you know, I wanted the team that wanted me the most. And, you know, I had a plan for me to be the one that got me. So it was really cool that, you know, when they called my agent, um, you know, on draft day and we kind of started, you know, I kind of knew leading up, that was a, a potential landing spot. Um, and it was, it was cool that they were able to kind of go, go and actually get me there in the ninth. Um, you know, that area scout, Ross Vecchio, um, we built a good relationship throughout the year. Um, you know, he came and watched a lot throughout the season um, and got to have some really good conversations with him. So I felt like, you know, for him, it was, it was exciting to, or for me to, to have him go out and get me because, you know, it kind of just solidified what we were, you know, had talked about throughout the season and stuff. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a cool experience, you know, just to, it, it's, it's one of those. And like, you know, I wasn't even a guy that was like a first rounder and stuff that was on the stage and stuff, but it feel, it still was just to, to hear your name called and, you know, get that call. And, and, you know, when it starts to set in that you just got drafted to be, or to the MLB, it's, it, it is a really, really awesome experience. Something I'll, won't forget for sure. And I was just home with, you know, family um, and just got to kind of enjoy it with my mom and dad and grandma and brother and stuff, which was great. So that's awesome. Putting like A, a and B together. Was it the angels the year before too? M- maybe angels looking at No, Mason no, it actually wasn't. Okay. No, it actually wasn't the angels. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was you a Mariner scout. Okay. Uh, yeah, whatever. No, I would say you, you, don't have, you don't have to say, I was just, <laughs> yeah. I was just putting A and B together. I was like, ah, maybe they saw Mason and they saw something in you. But yeah. No, that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, you know, congratulations on that whole thing. Yes. We had a plethora of questions. I mean, but I, I don't want to take too much more of our time no. up here. So, um, Nate, uh, you know, appreciate no. it. Yeah, we're, Joe, we're excited. Thank you so much for being yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. For no problem. Yeah. Me. Sorry. No, you're good. Maybe man. I talked a little too long there. <laughs> no, you're good. We, we enjoy it. We enjoy it. Yeah. Our listeners enjoy getting, you know, the perspective of, uh, you know, what happens in the minors with instructs and, you know, transfer portal, all that fun stuff um, that does happen. And like I said, you know, you, you are, you're unique because you played at both schools a little bit older. So, you know, it's just cool to hear all the stories of, um, of kind of what went on um, in the background and just, you know, Hey, thanks for, thanks for jumping on. Congratulations on a fantastic season. We look forward to seeing what's a, what you do next year and, you know, where you end up, whether it's back in Tri-City or, you know, hopefully Rocket City and Salt Lake and, you know, hopefully at the the big league level someday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was, this is fun. It was actually the the first podcast I've been on. Um, so this is, awesome. you know, first, first for me as well. Perfect. I appreciate it, man. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 